Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, today I'm introducing a new book of the Bible, and it's the book of Psalms. We're going to be in the book of Psalms for a long time. There will be in excess of 150 episodes just on the Psalms. And I got to tell you, I've been very excited uh, to start this series on the Psalms. Actually, I've been looking forward to it, it since we finished um, Deuteronomy. I've enjoyed all of the books, of course, in between, but I've just been excited about uh, the possibility of doing the Psalms. And so, as you know, there are 150 Psalms, and there will be a little in excess of 150 uh, versions because some of the Psalms will require more than one. And I'm doing one today on the introduction to the Psalms. So as for the introduction, most of the listeners will be familiar in general with the book of Psalms. David is credited uh, by many as being the author of Psalms, but actually 73 of the 150 Psalms are directly attributed to David. In addition to those 73, there are 15 more Psalms that are thought to be Davidic for various reasons. There are psalms written by Asaph and the sons of Asaph. There are songs written by the sons of Korah. There is a psalm uh, written by Solomon, explicitly by Solomon, and perhaps more than one. Moses wrote at least one of the psalms. Uh, Haman and Ethan are also credited with writing some of the songs. Not Haman, but Heman, H-E-M-A-N in English, Heman. The rest of the psalms are anonymous. They were written over a very long period of time. Most believe somewhere from the time of Moses, which would have been 14 to 1500 B.C. to around 500 B.C. So in excess of 900 years were spent uh, writing these psalms, and then they were compiled as late as the 3rd century B.C. But they're a very ancient uh, compilation of materials. The type of literature, of course, is poetry, but it is poetry in the form of songs and prayers. And so this is a songbook. It's a prayer book. Uh, it is definitely beautiful literature, but it's, um, above all things, the inspirational Word of God. In the content, we have um, some of the most beautiful and inspirational words that were ever penned, whether they be in English or any other language. Jesus also tells us in the New Testament that many of these words in the Psalms are prophetic about him. There are some unusual features. Um, Some of the Psalms have an ancient prefix actually embedded in the text. I'll read those when I read the individual Psalms. These prefixes often give the author and or other details concerning the Psalm that follows. Now, as I said, the prefixes are ancient, but no one is certain about when they were added, perhaps during the time that the Psalms were compiled, uh, perhaps soon after they were originally written. We don't know for certain. The word psalm is an English word that comes from a Greek word, psalmos. And so it's um, this word psalmos is used in Greek versions of the Bible. And then the Hebrew word mizmor means song. And there are a number of captions within the Psalms themselves that use this word mizmor. There are some 57 Psalms using this mizmor song as a general description of the book. And so in in, uh, rabbinic literature, the book is called Tehillim, which means songs of praise in Hebrew. 
And so um, we're going to go through the Psalms individually. We won't pay attention after today to the, the titles, but I thought it was noteworthy that you should know where these names come from. As I mentioned previously, it's a combination prayer book and hymnal. In synagogue worship, the Psalms are divided into five sections or five sub-books. These sub-book captions appear in most English versions of the Bible, and they correspond to the five books of Moses, the Torah, beginning with Genesis. So Psalm 1, if you will, corresponds with um, Genesis 1 through 3, approximately. But these um, uh, subheadings, books 1 through 5 of the Psalms, were intended so that the Psalms would be in use in the normal rotation in the synagogues um, in companion form with the Torah. And as I mentioned previously, they were written to be sung or prayed. So you would have a Torah reading, and then you would have psalms sung or prayed as part of the the service. In addition to the psalms that are directly attributed to David, and I said there were 73, the New Testament attributes two more to David specifically. Psalm 2 is attributed to David in Acts chapter 4, verse 25. It quotes, You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why did the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? And also, Psalm 95 is attributed to David, and that's quoted in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7. God set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And so the New Testament um, frequently quotes the Psalms. In fact, there are at least 116 quotations directly from the Psalms in the New Testament. The most quoted is Psalm 110. And when we get to Psalm 110, we'll spend a good bit of time on it. And I'll actually mention it before I close today. A couple of the key verses that we're all familiar with, the Psalm 23 is probably the most beloved of the Psalms. Psalm 23, verse 1 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I'm sure, friends, that you've heard that and probably said that and prayed that many times. Also, Psalm 27, verse 4 is a very popular psalm. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, many of the Psalms allude to Jesus. They're Messianic in various ways. Um, There are a total of 14 that we'll focus on in our studies that have to do with various aspects of of Jesus and uh, his sonship, his authority, um, his suffering on the cross. Psalm 22 has a lot about his suffering on the cross. The Messianic Psalms deal with his deity, um, the fact that he'll rule forever in heaven, the fact that he'll rule on earth, the fact that he's David's son. One of the Psalms alludes to Judas's betrayal of Jesus. That's Psalm 109. And then, of course, Psalm 110 is extremely uh, messianic. It's um, uh, quoted 20-some-odd times in the New Testament, depending on how you want to count them, as many as 26 times. But it says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. That's a very key phrase in the New Testament. For each psalm, as I go through them, 
I'll give the following information before I actually read the psalm. I'll give you the author, if he's known, the occasion, if it's known, the approximate date, and then a little bit about the content. And um, I'm going to stick with our plan of reading from the New International Version in full, but I'll also be sharing some other versions, especially on very brief psalms. Some of the psalms I'll read the King James Version because I think the language is majestic, and some of the psalms I will also read the Passion Version, uh, which gives a lot of color and fire and um, illustration to the psalms themselves. Now, I want to close with a quote from Matthew. This is um, Jesus speaking, and he's quoting from Psalm 110. He's speaking to the religious leaders, and after having asked them, who is the son of David? And they said, you know, the Messiah is to be the son of David. And Jesus responded, Matthew 22, verse 43, how is it then that David, speaking by the Holy Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And so this is Jesus giving an illustration that David recognized two lords. One was Yahweh and one was someone else. Jesus was trying to tell us and trying to tell the Pharisees and religious leaders of his day that he is the other one that David called Lord. He is the one who was to sit at Yahweh's right hand until Yahweh put his enemies under his feet. And so when we get to um, various psalms, we'll illustrate this further, especially Psalm 110. But today I just want to close in prayer and ask the Lord's blessing on this series on the psalms. Lord, I thank you for those who are interested in your word. I thank you for their passion, for their love for you. I especially thank you for your psalms. I pray, Lord, that each of us will fall more in love with you day by day as we're listening to the psalms and meditating on your psalms. Lord, what a wonderful series this will be. Use it, God, to draw each of us closer to Jesus than ever before. We pray this now in his precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.